Good morning and happy Sunday to all of our HOD podcast listeners. We thank you guys for tuning in once again. And yes, we are back on another Sunday with another praise filled podcast for your listening pleasures. Um, we thank you guys, as always, for tuning in, for taking out time from all of your busy schedules to be a part of of the podcast family. Um, we uh, are coming off of a wonderful revival um, this past Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Um, we hope all that were able to attend um, enjoyed the service. We definitely had a high time in the Lord. Uh, and if you missed it, it's not my fault. Because I told you it was going on. (laughs) Uh, You definitely missed out if you were not able to make it to the revival. Um, The Lord definitely moved. Uh, He definitely had his way. And uh, we enjoyed ourselves in the three-night revival. Um, And we want to thank everyone who was able to come and attend on whatever night you were able to make it, we thank you all for coming out and supporting as we went um, uh, went forward and, and had an amazing revival. Um, we are preparing ourselves uh, for the third Sunday of December, which will be uh, the last Sunday morning service at House of Deliverance Ministries for the year of 2021. If you're not busy, don't have anything on your schedule and would like to enjoy Jesus with us, we would love to have you. Um, You are more than welcome to come and join us on the third Sunday of December. Uh, Again, our services begin at 10 a.m. at 3039 Thoroughfare Road here in Goldsboro, North Carolina. Uh, And we're expecting to have an amazing final service for the year of 2021. Um, so we hope that you're able to come out and, uh, and join us. Um, I know that I had announced that we will be going back to, um, the full schedule in January. Um, that may have been changed from January to February. Uh, but I will definitely get back to you all and give you a concrete, uh, date as to when, we will go back to having service on the first, second, and fourth Sunday. Um, Right now, uh, I believe we're trying to make sure uh, with all of the protocols that have been put in place um, that we can go ahead and start having full services in January. Uh, So um, I'll make sure that on our next podcast that I give you guys a definite answer on when it is that we will start having services on the first, second, and fourth Sunday of the month. Um, We also want to be mindful and continue to keep all of our podcast prayer list people in our prayers. Um, Prayer is needed um, for all of us, but uh, some of us have situations where we definitely need to keep um, some of our brothers and sisters in our prayers. Um, so let us continue, as always, to pray um, for those that we have on our podcast prayer list. Um, they appreciate the prayers. They love 
the fact that you guys are sending out prayers for them. So let's keep that podcast prayer list going as as uh, strongly as we possibly can. Uh, we have, uh, of course, Nicole Reed, big sis. Continue to keep her in your prayers. Uh, Crystal Harden, another big sis. Keep her in your prayers. Um, Cheyenne Reed, continue to pray for her. Um, and also, uh, all of those, again, who have loved ones that they have lost, um, and this being their first uh, holiday season, not having those loved ones with them. Um, it's definitely rough whenever you have to celebrate a holiday and there being a seat that used to be occupied by um, a loved one that's no longer there. So we definitely want to keep all of those who have lost loved ones um, during this holiday season in our prayers. Um, we also want to continue to pray for um, all of our surrounding ministries, all of our pastors, um, all of the preachers uh, here in this season. We definitely want to continue to pray for our nation, continue to pray for um, uh, all of us uh, that are working, continue to pray for those um, that are working, pray for the jobs, um, the places of employment. Definitely need to keep all of our employers in prayer. Um, and we also need to continue to pray um, for those who want to downplay um, the season that we are in and trying to make it seem like everything is back to normal because it definitely is not back to normal. So um, be mindful, be steadfast. Continue to take all the precautions that you can because it's still necessary. Do not get relaxed. Please do not become so relaxed that you think everything is back to normal because it definitely is not. Um, And definitely continue to pray for our children as they go to school. Saw a report where in North Carolina there was a teenager who had an AK-47 on the school bus that they located the other day so we definitely want to continue to pray for our schools Um, this mass shooting at schools has become almost uh, um, a a normal thing in the news where it's it's an ordinary thing that's happening now where you find out that all of these children are being uh, found in in, in the school with a gun so we definitely want to continue to pray for our children as they go to school that God will continue to protect them and keep them um, as they're at school trying to get their education. With all of that being said, you guys, I know you guys are ready for this podcast, so let's prepare ourselves to jump right into it. Sit back, relax, kick the feet up for as long as you can. I hope those church socks are on your feet. Let's prepare ourselves to get our praise on this morning. I hope that you're ready. So if you're ready, let's get it. I just want somebody to open your mouth and say, live me, me. Oh, come on. You better say that like you would want somebody to say it about you. If it was you going through. Come on, try it again. Throw your head back and have to live me, me. Hold to his hand. Got some changing hands. 
hands and tell God thank you. Yeah, oh, come on, church. I need a good old school church. You can clap your hands and tell him thank you, Jesus.
Second number of the Psalms. There's a word I want to lift. Second number of the Psalms. I want to read in your hearing verses 1 through verse 5. Amen. That's on page 904 in my Bible. Listen to what this says. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. Let us break their bands asunder, cast away their cords from us. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. I won't talk about God will get the last laugh. I need your prayers. Amen. Uh, for those of us who are familiar with the book of Psalms, we recognize that the Psalter is the Hebrew hymnal. These are songs to be sang by the saints in the sanctuary of the synagogue on the Sabbath. These are poems sung to musical accompaniment. They were songs that were not only sung by the Old Testament saints, but they bled over into the New Testament church. You remember what Paul wrote to the church at Ephesus, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18 through verse 21, where he says to the people of God, 
and be not drunk with wine wherein is excess but be filled with the spirit speak to yourself some people say you're crazy but it says speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual song singing and making melody in your heart to the lord giving thanks always for all things unto god that would be a good thanksgiving message right there giving thanks always for all things unto god and the father in the name of our lord jesus christ submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of god the reverence the respect the awe and the appreciation of god psalms have a wonderful capacity to capture the reality of our experiences helps us with our hurts help us with our habits helps us with our hang-ups Every experience that you go through, there's some song that will meet you where you are. It, it'll meet you when you're in deep depression. It'll meet you when you're frustrated. It'll meet you at a place of exhilarated joy. There's a psalm which echoes your innermost being. Some psalm which God uses to bring comfort, consolation, or calm at the, just at the right time kind of help you confirm your release or cause your rejoicing those of us who know about the psalm know that the psalms were written between 1000 and 400 bc written by several different authors most of them were written by the hand of david others were written by moses hezekiah korah asap ezra an unknown author expresses the beauty of the psalms when he says the harp of David still sounds in our ears and the Holy Ghost crystallizes for us the prayers and the praise of that son of Jesse. The Psalms, my brothers and sisters, are divided into five books, historical, messianic, millennial, penitential, imprecatory. And imprecatory are those Psalms that I told you some years ago. You got to be careful praying the wrong prayer. Imprecatory is when you pray that your enemies die, that their children are left fatherless. Talk with me, somebody. And I know, I know you're in church this morning and you don't want to admit it, but you, you prayed some of them prayers. I don't hear nobody. You prayed those prayers where you've asked God to, you know, my enemy, Lord, you know. Now, if you ain't going to handle them, I can handle them. And that's why we need the psalm, because the psalm set us straight. When we would go wayward, just pick up the psalms. I mean, the Bible declares the hundred, the old hundred number of psalms said, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord is God. It is he that made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. And into his courts with praise. And then just bless his holy name. For the Lord is good. I feel that Campbell soup song sneaking up on me this morning. He is good. Somebody here knows he's good. Turn and high five your neighbor. Tell me he's good. Oh yeah. When I think about how he's made a way. How he's brought me. How he's kept me. How he healed my body. Is there anybody here this morning that can testify he's just good? The Lord is good. 
His mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations. Psalms are a wonderful way to enter into his presence. Into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. If you can't find no other song, find a song. Psalms 81 and 1 said, Sing aloud unto God our strength and make a joyful noise unto the God of Jacob. That second verse says, take a song. Psalms 105 and 2, sing unto him, sing a psalm unto him. Talk ye of all his wondrous works. And so if Psalms 1 is the front yard to the Psalter, then Psalm 2 got to be the porch. It's believed that Psalms 1 and 2 may have been at one time a combined. Most people are acquainted with Psalms 1. But we skip over Psalms 1 and we move quickly to Psalms 23. And we forget that there are some Psalms between 1 and 23. So I thought I'd pick this one up this morning for a little preaching. I'm preaching here today. Preach Marvin Wiley. You doing it. They just ain't helping you yet. Psalms 23. We know that one. But don't many people look at Psalms 2. It's a messianic psalm. Speaks of the reign and rule ultimately of the Messiah. Psalm 2 speaks of what happens when, when men premeditate. Where Psalm 1 talks about when we meditate. Psalm 1 deals with the word. Psalms 2 deals with the world. Psalm 1 contrasts the righteous with the ungodly. Psalms 2 contrasts the nations with their divine ruler. Psalm 1 is particular. Psalm 2 is universal. Psalm 1 opens up with a blessing and ends with a curse. Psalms 2 opens with a curse but ends with a blessing. Talk with me somebody. I don't know when he wrote it but I do know David wrote it. How do you know there's no ascription above it? That there's no footnote telling us he wrote it. But look at Acts chapter 4. Yes, verse 25. Who by the mouth of thy servant David has said. Why, had, why did the heathen rage? And the people imagine a vain thing. Now you need to know. That David wrote it. We don't know when he wrote it. But thank God. That he wrote it. It's believed that it was written later on in his life, somewhere late in life, maybe when he was trying to put Solomon on the throne, coronate him as king. And people were coming at him from all sides because of the choice that he had made. He possibly looked at the psalm as he looked at how men responded to the oversight of God and God's anointed. And he asked this question that all of us have asked at one time or another, why don't you do something? Because all of us have asked God one time or another, Lord, why don't you step in? Why don't you do something? Why in the world you keep letting these folk act a fool? Talk with me, somebody. Now, even though verse 1 and 2 is immediately applied to the life or the reign and rule of David, uh, his person that's coming behind him, it's a royal psalm. That helps us ultimately see the reign and rule of Jesus the Christ. It has four voices. Scene one, there's human rebellion. Scene two, there's divine reaction. Scene three, there's divine rule. Scene four, there's human responsibility. The first voice, the author is speaking. The second voice, the almighty is speaking. The third voice, the advocate is speaking. And the fourth voice, the spirit is speaking. 
The first voice, David is speaking. The second voice, the sovereign is speaking. Second voice, the savior is speaking. But that fourth voice, the spirit is speaking. He's asked this question, why do the heathens rage? And the people imagine that word in the Hebrew literally means premeditate. A vain thing. Why does God allow men to rebel against him and do nothing? Why does God allow evil nations to rule over nations? Why does the Lord allow somebody like Hitler to take rule over people and exterminate them? The bottom line is why doesn't God do something? And you do know he could do something. And some of us got a list of things that we wish he would do. I don't hear nobody. I came to church all by myself. But if you're honest this morning, you got your list. Folk that have misused you, abused you, confused you. People that have set stumbling blocks in your path. People that have taken, tried to take you down. Talk with me, somebody. You got your list of things that God could do. God, why don't you become involved intricately in the affairs of mankind? My question has already been, always been, why doesn't God work when I want him to work? You see, these individuals collaboratively conspiring against God and God's appointed. The nations and the people led by their kings and rulers were directing hostility against God and God's anointed. Word said that they were plotting and planning. They were literally, my brothers and sisters, scheming about how to get the bands of God off of them. And how they would not have to be under the reign and rule of one appointed by God. Now, I've always wondered, what is God doing while all this stuff is going on down here? What is God really doing? Could it be that God, since he has the whole story, is laughing at some of this stuff? Because you know, I really, God got to have a sense of humor. I mean, look in the mirror when you get home. God's got to have a sense of humor. I mean, really, when you think about some of the stuff you've done, how crazy you act and the Lord hadn't killed you, it might be that he's laughing because he's got to have a sense of humor. Turn and tell your neighbor, God got to have a sense of humor. He got to have a sense of humor. What is God doing? What was God really doing when Ahab and Jezebel tried to stop Elijah? Could it be that God was just sitting in heaven laughing? Have you ever thought about what God was doing when Korah tried to withstand Moses? Could it be he was laughing? Could it be even when they were stoned and Stephen? And this may be a far stretch for your imagination. And maybe, my brothers and sisters, it's too much light to be put upon God. But could it be when they were Stephen, stoning Stephen, that since he had the end of the story, he sat there with a smile on his face because he's not laughing because it's funny. Now you got to watch. Because everybody ain't laughing because it's funny. 
I hear my mama sneaking up on me now. Boy, that ain't funny. And somehow or another, you get to laughing and all of a sudden, it don't. Let me say it country. It don't be funny. Mama said, boy, I know you ain't laughing at that. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Could it be, my brothers and sisters, that many things that you and I go through, since he has the end of the story, could it be? Could it be that God sees it as hysterical? Could it be that God is laughing? When you look in the pages of Holy Writ, you see yeah, Pharaoh coming up behind the children of Israel on their way out of Egypt land. And Pharaoh thinks that he's got them cornered in. Could it be? God just laughed at it. Could, he, could, could it be that when these men threw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace and they thought they had them and the fire leaped over them and burned up the folk that was throwing them in? Could it be that God was sitting in heaven with a smile on his face saying, I got you. Because you ought to be thankful God got you. You ought to help me preach a little while. Matter of fact, make me feel a little better. Turn to your neighbor and tell him God got you. Could it be when they threw Daniel in the lion's den, my brothers and sisters, that God knew the end of the story? And while man was plotting, he said their plotting is in vain. And that's an irony of man's depravity, devising, conspiring, scheming what might be considered emptiness. Because if God wants it to be, baby, it's going to be. Talk with me, somebody. And you got to make sure that you're on the right side of this equation because even my brothers and sisters, the word says that you've got to stay with God so it doesn't appear that you're fighting against God. you got to stay on God's side. Can't go against the green. Because too many times what happens is people get on the wrong side of the equation and they began to think they're fighting a man and what they end up doing is fighting God. Because I'm going to just preach for myself right here and tell you I'm on God's side. <laughs> Talk with me somebody. God's been knowing me a long time, but I know one thing. I'm on God's side. Turn and tell your neighbor, don't get on the wrong side of this. Don't get on the wrong side of this. Is there anybody here this morning that know you got to watch getting on the wrong side? God sits in heaven and laughs. But what he's laughing about ain't funny. Now there are times that people laugh. You got to be careful. I have always made it a policy. To listen through people's laughter. Because people will shroud what they want to say. With laughter. And you have to stand up there and say, they talking about me. That ain't funny. Come on, talk with me, somebody. They making fun of something and you recognize they making fun of you. He said, listen. They were plotting a vain thing. It's in vain to plot against God. But against God's anointed. Now ultimately this is at the time of the writing talking about David. But in the future 
It's talking about Jesus the Christ. It's a messianic psalm. They cried out. The word said the kings of the earth. They set themselves. They took their stand. And the rulers take counsel together. See even with Jesus. The Sadducees, The Pharisees. The scribes. They didn't have but one thing on their mind. That was getting Jesus. They didn't believe in the same thing. They didn't espouse the same doctrine. As a matter of fact. They didn't even believe in the, the resurrection with the same beliefs. They got one thing and people will get together to get you. I don't hear nobody. People don't have nothing in common but one thing. And they'll do the same thing to you that they did to Jesus. They'll join up. Talk with me somebody. Don't make me do it here today. I'm feeling a little better here. They'll join up to get you. If you're the only thing on the agenda, people that don't even like each other will get together to get you. These men, these men with their pitiful, puny, and pretentious plans were joining together. A couple of things you don't want God to do. First of all, you don't want him to take his finger. And began to write on your wall. You get Belteshazzar in here. He could tell you, no, you don't want him to, you don't want him to interrupt the party and go to writing on the wall. Second of all, you don't want God to take his hands off of you. You better ask Judah something. You don't want God to lock you out because if he locks you out, you can't get back in. And the fourth thing is, you don't want God to go to laughing at you. Talk because if, if, he, if he starts laughing, you can bet it ain't that funny. Now the word says that they were trying to throw off their restraints. They are literally saying we don't want God to rule over us. I want to tell you today, you can't stop him from ruling. Old folk had it right. Where he doesn't rule, he super rules. Amen. God rules wherever he wants to rule. And he sets in place whoever he wants to be in place. I don't hear nobody. Is there anybody here today that know God sets in place whoever he wants in place? He sets them whenever he wants them there. He sets them for how long he wants them there. I don't hear nobody. And no plot, no plan, no devil, no demon, no trick, talk or right. Nothing can pull that person down until God wants them down. Is there anybody here this morning that will high five your neighbor and tell your neighbor we've got to watch fighting God and God's anointed Grippo will tell you don't fight God and don't fight God's program because God is going to get the last laugh and if you're not right with him, you're going to see him face to face. And you don't want to become a spectacle to God. You'd, better, you'd rather become a spectacle to somebody up the street. You don't want God to go to laughing. Because you tell your neighbor, it, it ain't going to be that funny. He can laugh because he knows the end of the story. See, when your neighbor, when your, when your enemy digs ditches for you.
and they think they done done something. When people try to bring you down and he done put you up there. I don't hear nobody. I didn't know it was going to be this tough preaching to y'all this morning, but I do feel a little better here. When, when people are trying to mistreat you or misuse you, abuse you, confuse you, when people are throwing stumbling blocks in your way, he laughs because he turns stumbling blocks into stepping stones. He turns opposition into opportunity. He come talk with me, somebody. Is there anybody here that know at the end of the day, he gets the last laugh. After mocking them with the laughter of divine contempt, God speaks from his perfectly balanced anger. God just doesn't get angry like we do. But he does get mad. But it's a perfectly balanced anger. He said, I know what you think, but I have set. I've installed my king on Zion. In Jerusalem on the holy hill. Their puny challenge is answered by this powerful pronouncement. It's good as done. Ain't nothing you can do about it. My, my son is on the throne. And David, David, David is thinking about Solomon when he writes it. He says, ain't nothing you can do about it. And God speaks and says, y'all know that's my boy. Now, the thing about it is, and I'm going to go to my seat here directly, is that most of us who are here today, you can mess with us, but don't mess with our children. Y'all, some of y'all just woke up, ain't it? Some of y'all just, some of y'all just came to church, didn't you? Some of y'all came to church. You, you can, you can say what you want about me, but don't mess with my children. Is there anybody got some children that's like my children? Talk with me, somebody. See, no matter how bad they are, no matter how rough they are, no matter how tough they are, is there anybody that's able to testify but steal my child? And can you imagine what God does for his children? If you will fight for your child, can you imagine that God will fight for his children? Turn around and tell somebody, I got somebody fighting for me. I got somebody fighting for me. God is on my side. I'm on God's side. Is there anybody here this morning that can testify I'm on the loud side I will declare the decree the Lord has said unto me thou art my son this day have I begotten thee I will declare the decree today I have begotten you you ask of me the same heathen that's laughing at you. I'll give him to you for your inheritance. Have mercy, Lord. I missed that one earlier, but I think I done got it now. That them other crowds didn't get the benefit of what I'm about to tell you now. The Lord will use your enemy to push you up to a higher plateau. Is there anybody here that know the Lord will give you your enemy? Talk with me, somebody. Is there anybody here that the Lord, this morning, that the Lord will make your enemy, your footstool, turn around and help me preach a little while till I feel a little bit better? 
Tell your neighbor the Lord has given us the heathen for an inheritance. And then he says, I'll, I'll give you the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. And you'll be able to break them with a rod of iron. Thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. You shall, you shall. Supreme sovereignty of the king of kings is pictured in his subjugating might. He says to you and I, be wise. Work in wisdom. Therefore, king, be instructed, ye judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear. And then rejoice with trembling. Kiss the sword. <laughs> I got to talk about that. Kiss the sword. Not the S-U-N, but the S-O-N. Kiss the son lest he be angry. This symbolic act would indicate allegiance and submission to the king. And to the king's son. I want to tell you today, you ought to kiss the son. If the Lord has been good to you, you ought to kiss his son. If, if he's been real good to you, you ought to kiss his son. The reality is, you're going to bow now or bow later. It's... It's later on now. It's your choice. Is there anybody here this morning that know God is still laughing at the wickedness of man? He's going to get the last laugh because he always gets the last word. Is there anybody here this morning that can testify that God will get the last laugh? Turn and tell your neighbor, God will get the last laugh. That's why the psalmist said, fret not thyself. Because of evil doers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass, and they'll wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and just keep on doing good. Is there anybody here this morning that's trusting in the Lord? Can you turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, I'm trusting in the Lord. And I'm going to keep on doing good. So shall thou dwell in the land and verily thou shall be fed. Delight yourself in the Lord and she shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way unto the Lord. Trust in him and he'll bring it to pass. He'll bring forth thy righteousness as the light. And thy judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. It doesn't say it here, but Isaiah said, if you wait on him, he'll renew your strength. He'll let you mount up with the wings of eagle. He'll let you run and not be weary. He'll let you walk and you won't even faint. Because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. If you cease from anger and forsake wrath, fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. For one of these old days, the evil doers shall be cut off but they that wait upon the Lord shall inherit the earth for yet a little while 
and the wicked will be no more. Can you high five your neighbor and tell your neighbor sooner than it wants, quicker than right now? The wicked won't have a word to say yet a little while, and the wicked will be no more. Yet thou shalt diligent consider his place. You'll look for him, but he won't be there. The wicked plotted against the just, gnashes upon him with his teeth. But the Lord shall laugh, for he seeth that his day is coming. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise his name. The steps of a good man ordered by the Lord. I feel a little better now. Can you tell your neighbor I'm a good person and my steps are being ordered by the Lord. If your steps this morning are being ordered by the Lord, I feel a little better now. Can you high five your neighbor and tell your neighbor my steps are being ordered by the Lord. You wonder sometimes how I'm able to make it around some stuff. My steps are being ordered by the Lord. You wonder sometimes how I'm able to make it through some stuff. My steps are being ordered by the Lord. If your steps are being ordered by the Lord, can you wave your hand? Can you tell God, thank you, thank you, I feel a little better now, thank you, praise his name, glory, hallelujah, if he's ordering your steps, can you tell him thank you today, can you praise his name, if he's ordering your steps, your enemy think they got you, when they got you over here but he'll let you bag out quietly and lead you over here i feel a little better now can you tell the lord thank you thank you sir thank you thank you lord tell your neighbor you don't want god to start laughing Cause it really ain't funny. You don't want him to start giggling. It really ain't that funny. The wicked, the wicked and the enemies of the Lord. When they become your enemies, he'll take it in his hand. He don't like nobody messing with his children. And I'm his child, Sister Miller, I'm the Lord's child. Is there anybody here that will point to yourself and say, I'm a child of the king? How five you neighbor and tell your neighbor, I'm a child of the king. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you, sir. Point to yourself and say, I got a good daddy. Ask your neighbor, who's your daddy? Ask your neighbor, who's your daddy?
lose your daddy. I got a good daddy. He watches over me all night long. He puts food on my table, clothes on my back, joy in my heart, peace in my mind. If he doing it for you, tell your neighbor, I got a good daddy. Your earthly daddy may not do that for you, but somebody woke you up this morning. Who did it? God did it. You got joy in your heart. Who did it? God did it. You got peace in your mind. Who did it? God did it. I'm having fun this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise his name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Don't you let your enemies think they got your corner. Talk with me, somebody. Don't you let your enemies think they got your corner. I told them, Vince, I told them there's a difference between Arkansas rats and Chicago rats. Smith, you from the country. Chicago rats don't know how to build but one hole that's to get in. Arkansas rats always build two. Because if they put water in this hole, you got to have some way to get out of there. I don't hear nobody. Turn and tell your neighbor, you better build another hole, better build another hole, better build another hole. Because your enemies will put water in your hole and they expect for you to die in the process. But is there anybody here that can say, I got another hole, got another hole, got another hole. Subscribe to Brother Rollins' videos for Christ on YouTube. We post brand new content every week with powerful preaching from ministers and pastors all across the nation that seek to encourage people all over the world through the word of Jesus Christ. You will also find gospel songs and old-time hymns that have inspired generations of Christians. Subscribe today and hit the bell so you never miss new content. YouTube.com slash Brother Rollins. Spell it. B-R-O-T-H-A Rollins. Brother Rollins videos for Christ on YouTube. All right, you guys, we made it to the end of another podcast, and we hope and pray that you all have enjoyed uh, the music and also the message on this morning. Uh, We hope that it has been uplifting to you, that it has encouraged you and has prepared you for this upcoming week because we don't know what we're going to face, 
But we know that if we leave it in God's hands, everything is going to be all right. Um, We love you. We appreciate you. Uh, We definitely thank you for uh, always taking out time to listen and tune in each and every week. Um, It definitely does our heart good to see uh, that we have so many listeners um, that we're touching so many souls that the word is getting out there. And that's all this podcast is just a way for God to be able to minister uh, in the season that we're in and being able to still, even though we might not be in a church building, that we can still have church together. Um, so we definitely want to continue to have this podcast be an encouragement to you, uh, feed your soul, give you something to uh, make you want to, you know, get out there and go for God. Because, you know, in the time that we're living in, uh, there's a lot of things to be discouraged about. A lot of things that, you know, we could allow to bring us down and to take us down. But we thank God for, you know, giving us avenues, different uh, mechanisms and different ways in order for us to get his word out, to help each other. It's all about helping one another, especially in the season that we're in right now. Um, uh, But we thank you guys for your words of encouragement, for you always tuning in, uh, for you always letting me know that you got the podcast, that you're listening, um, the hearts that I receive from you guys whenever I send it to you uh, on Facebook and Instagram, uh, through text message, uh, through email. We appreciate the love. We love you guys also. We're at the end. We're signing off preparing ourselves to sat down somewhere uh but we definitely want you guys to know that we love you and we appreciate you and as always we will see you on the other side
Let's say great thing. Great thing. If I just trust and believe.
blow your mind. It will be alright. I know it don't make sense right now, but it's Yeah. 